Hi, welcome back to another episode of 30 Flirty Surviving Podcast. Before we do introductions today, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has messaged us, who's watched, who's listened. You guys have been so sweet so far and helping us kind of get our bearings mm-hmm. and figure out what the heck we're doing over here. So um, just thank you. We really appreciate it. We love you. Yes, yeah. we love you. <laughs> and my name is Tracy. My name is Kelsey. My name is Tanisha. What up? um don't forget to like follow subscribe to 30 flirty surviving podcast on spotify apple youtube iheart thank you (laughs) so for this episode we're going to talk about mental health um it's something that i think most people deal with and if you don't deal with it somebody in your life most likely does um and there's like a huge stigma around it in terms of like just because you can't see it doesn't make it not real or Mm -hmm. something terrible to deal with um so we just kind of want to talk about our experience with it ways that we've at least makes us on our way of overcoming it because i don't think you ever fully overcome something like mental health issue um but we're also not obviously licensed professionals so just take what we say like take what you want away from what we say and yeah we'll just talk about ways that you can help yourself and all that good stuff yeah important to note that's a great point this is coming from experiences and and what we've seen others deal with and um how we've approached our own journey but it's not one size fits all so yeah. that's good to know and we will um be sharing just some information um with our listeners and followers um via our social channels for mental health help mm-hmm. yeah i think that you know whether you've suffered from some mental health issues yourself in the past or if you've known somebody who has and it's whether it's impacted you you know directly or indirectly um it has impacted you in in some way shape or form and so our intention today is not to sit here and claim to be experts by any means but just to sort of help start these conversations and and make it easier to talk about um because we we it tends to be a topic where people tread lightly and Mm -hmm. it's a lot more common and parent and real than um maybe is known so to kick this off um the first thing that i wanted to chat with you girls about you two have been very open and honest about your experience with your mental health um I hate saying the word issues, but you know, like where maybe you've times where you've been feeling low, where it's been hard to sort of gain hold of your emotions. You guys have been really honest about that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember maybe when that first anxiety attack or that first, um, like real element of depression, like when that was for you? You want me to go? Yeah, you go. I think I think mine was in college and it was due to a bunch of different things. And I think mine started with anxiety and then moved into depression. So super anxious. Um, it was really hard for me to get things done and focus on one thing because of the anxiety, which led to depression of like not really wanting to do much. And I think that it, it evolves over time. And as you grow and as your environment changes, it changes and how you approach it changes. So it's been an interesting journey from then until now because I it's been like 10 years that I've known I've had it. I, I don't know 
if it's always within you and you just don't recognize it and you kind of just keep pushing forward and ignorance is bliss. Um, but I would say like my early twenties is when I started recognizing it. Mm. What about you, Tanisha? Um, recognizing it, I think last year, cause life just came to like, I don't know. I can't think of the phrase I'm looking for right now, but everything just started happening all at once. And then mm-hmm. I think I became aware of my mental health issues, but I definitely had it since probably high school for yeah. sure. And I think, I don't know, you just keep it moving. And my family, we didn't talk about that stuff. So I just thought it was normal that like I couldn't go to school some days or like, I just didn't have, I mean, like literally didn't have the mental capacity to do homework sometimes. And then last year, it just all came to a head and I was like, wait a minute. And I had a panic attack in March. And that's when I was like, I called my mom crying and I was like, what, something's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? And she's like, nothing. And got a therapist. But yeah, last year was a tough year. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, I think it's changed a lot even since we were younger, just there still is definitely a stigma around it, but I think people are more outward with it. And, um, we can talk about it more just you know more times than just mental health awareness month because there's like a huge focus on that month which is awesome Mm -hmm. but it needs to be a year-round thing yeah 24 7 um so i think that's super important for sure what i want to kind of add as a as a, a layer to the answers you guys just gave i guess my question is also like how did you, what was it that clicked or what was the feeling or situation where you went from saying, this is not just me being in a sad mood or this Mm. isn't just me feeling anxious right now. I perhaps have something larger going on here. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I I think like, yeah, everyone has gone through points of time where they were like really low or really sad, but like, when's the leap from, that was just a dark time in my life to this may be something that I am going to deal with for a long time. Mm -hmm. I went first last time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My panic attack is when it happened because um, I just didn't know what was happening to me. I couldn't breathe. I was literally in the fetal position on the floor, bawling my eyes out and I couldn't catch my breath and my head was going to like a really dark place and I think right then and there I was just like all right Tisha like this is serious because what just happened there was just so intense and I mean I'm going to be super transparent it was like like suicide thoughts like it was really dark and that's when I was like people don't normally feel that way like that's not normal that sometimes you feel that way Mm -hmm. and that's when I realized like you need to get a therapist. You need to figure out what the hell's going on. Cause even if it isn't like a long-term thing mm-hmm. right now, you are not fucking okay. Yeah. And that's when I noticed. Before you answer, I just want to say like, I know you added that in there very lightly and that can be like triggering from, for people. But I think like your intent is to be honest and real that like those are things that cross our minds. Like thinking of ending your life is not something that is just to be thrown in there. And like, I just want to say that I'm proud of you for acknowledging it. And I'm very proud of you for not going through with it and seeking help and alternatives instead. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't mean to throw that in lightly. That's just like my, like just part of the story. And I know what you mean. It can definitely be like triggering, but if I say anything, it's, just me being like really real and hopefully somebody 
can identify with that feeling, yeah. you oh, know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that it's, it come, comes across, um, people's mind more than people think because it's such a like it's a whoa like oh my Mm. god and so people don't always feel so like super comfortable with admitting that so totally good on you um for being able to admit that part of your journey it's huge um for me I I think I started um really knowing that I needed to make a change when it was like affecting my relationships with my friends with my family with um my boyfriends, like it, it was just affecting every aspect of my life. And I really needed to take charge of it and recognize it and admit it. And I think that's like one of the hardest parts, mm-hmm. especially when you're like strong willed, which I think all three of us are. And we like to be independent. We like to think that we can handle things on our own. This just simply isn't something mm-hmm. that you can handle on your own. You need support systems. Um, you need to know how to communicate that effectively to your support system. And you need to find a therapist that's that fits for you. And sometimes that's super hard and, you know, causes anxiety itself mm-hmm. is the journey of trying to find help. Yeah. It's a very, very stressful thing, mm. but with a high reward, you know? Yeah, totally. For um, anyone who is listening or watching today and, like, has felt maybe that breaking point, um, Kelsey, you know, you're talking about things that they can do. Tanisha, I know you have a therapist right now. Will you give them some insight on, like, where you went to find that psychologist and what that process was like for you to maybe hopefully, to Kelsey's point, like, take some of that anxiety away for them? Yeah, I used... um a friend referred this website to me and I can post it on like our link tree or something like that. I think it was, was it psychology.com or I'll have to figure it out. I think it's psychologytoday.com. Mm-hmm. Cause psychology today got, okay. And they just like, you can put in your, um, who you have for insurance and then it'll filter it that way. And then it gives you all the different doctors and you can just go online and, you know, reach out and see who has availability, which can be daunting, but that website helps because you're messaging them all in one place. So mm-hmm. you just like click, I'm interested or whatever it says, and then you write your message and they can get back to you. So you can do as many people as you want. Yeah. yeah. And you can filter it like by who takes my insurance or the specialties that they practice yeah. in. If it's, you know, family or relationships, mm-hmm. like whatever it may be. So you can find kind, you know, fine tune it to who fits for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I'm very much in the middle of my mental health journey still. Like this happened, obviously, like I said, 10 years ago is when I recognized it. I think I've gone through three therapists and they haven't worked. And it's like, I'll get one. It doesn't work. I stop for like a period of time. I'll do it again. So like, because it is so exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I need that consistency and I need to keep moving forward. But I have like looked into betterhelp.com, which is also a really great one. Um, Ironically, I learned about it on my murder podcasts. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, it seems like a great site. So I'm looking into that. And then I've just gotten referrals from friends because it seems that like, you know, a lot of people have therapists nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more normalized. And I think like in places like California, it's definitely more normal. Whereas totally. like Massachusetts, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not. And I think that like, I'm really glad you said that because it, I'm sure it's very defeating when you've gone through your third therapist or, or psychologist or whomever, and you're like, they don't get me or I don't feel like we're clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, But to know that 
that is fairly common. And mm. just like you choose your friends, you've got to like choose your therapist with intent as well. And so like, just keep getting back up and, and, and trying and there will exactly. be someone out there who meshes with you and, and you feel like understands you. Yeah, and I think mm. it, it was very strange, especially during quarantine, because like I, I personally like the in-person sessions and it was really difficult for me to do it over Zoom. I'm like, mm. she's not even looking yeah. at me. Mm. I'm like, oh, maybe she's, her dog's running over there. I don't know, <laughs> but like the, it just lost that personal connection and I really need that like I need that nurturing person so mm. super important but we'll definitely share a list of resources for people so yeah be on the lookout for that definitely um so something that we've talked about before is like family history when it comes to mental health because mm -hmm. you know it could be a part of your environment like childhood trauma or it could be just genetics like you know your family someone had depression carried down to that person to that mm -hmm. person I mean I don't really know if I mean everyone's different I mean for me I think it's both it's like a double whammy yeah but <laughs> yeah it's like a nature versus nurture it's kind yeah. of a crazy thought to, yeah. to I, consider going back to what you were saying earlier too if it like kind of always lives inside you or not I think that what can happen sometimes too obviously this is never like a blanket statement or, or true for everybody but like if they're you know a lot of these things can be a chemical imbalance in the brain right some of these mental mm -hmm. health disorders it could be something that is sort of dormant and then you have that triggering mm -hmm. experience and you realize that those coping skills you thought you would have in that moment aren't there and that's when you realize that maybe there has been something pre-existing here that like I just haven't been faced with either that much of a hardship or adversity or confusion or whatever it yeah. may be it could be it could be like both it's a marriage of the two you know yeah definitely because I think I mean, think about it. Like if your parents had gotten therapy, how different would your life have been? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So it's like you get the chemical imbalance and then your parents who have those issues who didn't get help, now you're surrounded by them as a child when your brain is developing mm -hmm. and you're soaking in all that negativeness or negativity. I don't think that's the word. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm trying here. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. You can't kick her while she's down. Oh, no, 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 no. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I feel for our parents too, or like my, I know that my great grandmother struggled deep, deeply and so does my grandmother. And when they were at our age, mm -hmm. that wasn't even a thing. It, was, it wasn't even a thought or like, you know, there are just so many different aspects too mm. that it's, it's crazy. I'm, I am in the same boat. I definitely think it's mostly genetics for me, but mm. it's so frustrating when you can't like control it. You're like, I have all of these things. Why am I like, yeah. <laughs> no. but yeah. it is a chemical imbalance to your yeah. point, Trace. Like it truly is. And nobody should be ashamed about mm. it or ashamed to, to speak on it. And I, I think the, the, you know, attempt of, of mentioning like getting a therapist and all that for, like, I don't know what any of our parents specific situations are. And I wouldn't speak on that on something like this, but like I'm saying for someone, our parents age, it mm -hmm. was more taboo when they were younger. Exactly. And so as they are in their, their older years, it's like there, if they were to seek therapy, it's repairing a mm. lot of stuff that's happened yeah. versus us. We get the benefit of, preventing some things from happening that is to a good point. learning the tools. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if, if for our parents, because no one talked about it, if they go seek it now, as it's becoming more common, it will be absolutely beneficial no matter what, but it's probably like, they got to go back 40 years and figure yeah. out where this whole thing started. Mm -hmm. 
we're getting the advantage of saying, okay, I know these things are being talked about. I think this might be happening to me. What do you think? What should I do? And now, yes, 30 is still young. (laughs) At 30 years old, we have these coping mechanisms for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I totally agree. We're very lucky. Yeah, I definitely agree. Amen. Was mental health like discussed at all in your homes? Like at all? Um, I, I got filled in like about my, like literally my great grandmother's, um, issues. It was like sprinkled in here or there. It was Mm. never really like, it was never a sit down discussion. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. I can, can, I wonder if everybody can hear that siren out there. I don't think they can. I know what that was. I was like, well, it's happening everyone. (laughs) Like Tracy, turn your damn phone off again. I literally was looking at you. I'm like, Tracy. She's just watching TikToks (laughs) under the table. Literally. Um, no, mental health was not um, a topic of discussion in my household. The Italian household, you know, they the bury Italian, everything. We like to sweep it under the rug, eh? <laughs> Bury everything. What about you? Um, it was, but not like my mental health or any. So my dad has mental health issues, and it was very much centered around him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't talked much about how his behavior is affecting his children. Yeah. And then on top of that, so my, I got a whammy of uh, mental health issues, but my brothers, one of them schizophrenic, the other one has depression and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, that's where like the childhood trauma comes in because it's like, there's definitely a chemical imbalance, but then like growing up around all that chaos, it messes with your head so much. Yeah. And at, at that young age, you don't know what those yeah. things are. And no especially idea. if you're not educated on them, Yeah, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And at the time society wasn't talking about it and neither was Right. Your family. You see yeah. the results or the reaction of it. And mm-hmm. as a child, you only know how to interpret happy, mad, sad. And so you're just like, gosh, why is my brother mad all the time? Or yeah. why is my dad mad or sad? Like, And you think, I think the kid's obvious first instinct is it's my fault. Or like, what did I do? Yes. Exactly. And it, it becomes very unhealthy for the, mm-hmm. for the child. Hence. My intense anxiety. (laughs) Fun time. Um, No, I mean, in in addition to like childhood um, traumas or genetics, I think it's interesting to see where you're at in your 30s with it. Because I think that's where a lot of the pressures come into play. Mm. Obviously, when you start in the corporate world at a young age, it's really a lot. But to me, in your 30s, you're really trying to figure it out. Like, what are my next steps in life? And we've said it before, but like in 10 years, I am going to be 40. Ew. Um, But I just think it's a number of things like- Age is just a number, baby. Yeah, I'm saying. (laughs) But it's like a number of things from like your job to your relationships um, to even like social media. Like that causes me an immense amount of anxiety. I don't know about you guys. Um, But, you know, like Tanisha said earlier- people don't like see, I think some people don't see mental health as serious as it is because they're like, you know, it's not physical. It's not like a physical illness Mm. when in fact it can be very physical. Um, so have you guys ever experienced any physical, um, symptoms from like anxiety or depression? And it doesn't have to be like an ongoing thing because Trace, I know you've mentioned like, that's not, a a consistent thing for you like it's not like anxiety and depression but like a situation where you're like okay I am shutting down now (laughs) totally like another I don't want to make it seem like I'm like um what's the word I'm looking for like 
immune to depression or immune <laughs> or like yeah. anything to like I've had low moments and mm-hmm. I've been in a very like very dark places like from time to time but it has been something that it's more been like cause and effect like an event mm-hmm. triggered me to feel a certain way I felt that for whatever period of time and then I was able to sort of pick myself back up so I and I I think that that's more you know that that's more common like for I don't know if that would necessarily qualify as a mental health disorder it's just like there's highs and lows in life you know yeah um but not to make light of anything but we always say like the breakup diet yeah, that's there true. There is nothing oh better than the breakup diet. <laughs> it is my favorite kind of diet. Um, but <laughs> definitely, like, for me, I think my biggest anxieties tend to be relationships and work. Um, I have said this plenty of times, and this is probably why, even if I don't have a quote-unquote di- mental health disorder, a therapist would be beneficial for me. I've mm-hmm. said this and I make light of it often, but like I have a hard time communicating my feelings. I'm not very upfront until I'm at my boiling point or until I've reached a point of being sad or upset and I've gotten mm-hmm. mad. So my well, little pressure cooker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, cause I just, I hate being vulnerable. So I think that like relationships trigger me in that sense a lot because I can kind of be like, high and low, up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, you know, but I, even if I'm not good at saying it, I feel it. Mm. So a breakup really tends to hit me hard. And I have a lot of stress and anxiety. I can't sleep. I usually don't eat a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very just tired and fatigued all the time. So I think that those would be like a temporary sort of physical symptom of what I'm feeling mentally, but Mm -hmm. it is directly correlated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Honestly, I think the same exact thing. Yeah. Because I think about both of my breakups like that I've talked about on the show and both of them, I lost an immense amount of weight both times. So I would say the same thing because you just, yeah, can't eat, can't sleep, don't Mm want to do anything. I feel so lethargic all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I always eat <laughs> for the most part, but I I feel like being lethargic is a huge part of mine. And I feel like I'm like in a daze because my mind was racing You're for like so distracted. long. Yeah. So distracted, can't focus on one thing. And I just, in those moments, I try to take a deep breath and I'm learning to say, and we've discussed this on past episodes, no more. Like, you know, if I don't feel like going out or if I'm not feeling in like the headspace, I need to say no mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Like you got to take care of yourself. Don't worry about like if your friends are going to miss you, they're, they're going to miss you for a second, yeah. but they'll get over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there will be plenty of times to come, but just take care of yourself first, you yeah. know? And I feel like um, a tip that I was given that it really helps me at least is like my anxiety, my ma- my brain just starts going, going, going. And I start thinking about all these different things and creating scenarios that aren't happening. And then I hurt my own damn feelings. Yes. So, yes. Oh my God. All the time. I will hurt myself before anybody else yes. can. Yes. God damn it. I'm yes. in control. That's exactly what it is. It's like, let me think worst case scenario so I can already get like, let me start the healing process of that scenario that may not ever happen. I am the queen of sabotage. Oh my God. <laughs> I will, like, a guy will be so sweet, do absolutely everything right, and after date one, I'm, like, thinking of all the 992 things that he could do wrong, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is never going to work out. He's like, what the fuck? Like, I literally whined and dined you. I did everything. I text you good morning. I text you good night. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. I already see you breaking my heart. Yeah. 
a good tip that I was I picked up from that from my therapist was like if you find yourself doing that to like bring yourself back to now so she's like even like mm-hmm. go do dishes or wash your hands and literally even though you sound crazy say like I'm like the hands are on my water I'm washing this dish and you don't even realize that while doing that you're stopping your brain and you're in the moment yeah you sound crazy but it works you gotta act crazy to not be crazy yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> but it really helps and then my brain just like stops and then my heart starts to feel like like less tight and then i'm like okay and we're back yeah you have to take <laughs> that's those a moments. really good idea i yeah. like that because it is you can't you cannot control your mind no. those yeah. things pop up so involuntarily so even just making yourself say something out loud that's so stupid and basic mm-hmm. is subconsciously distracting your brain yeah definitely Whoa, i'm gonna use yeah. that that's a really really but, smart idea and speaking of like taking time to like slow it down i feel like social media for me at least has such a big play in anxiety Jesus, because yeah. when i am anxious i find myself like scrolling through my phone like viciously like i think it's relaxing and it's not because it's like an overload. I thought you were just gonna crack your screen. No, you like, literally went in on that thing. It's <laughs> my acrylics. It's my. Um, <laughs> my acrylics. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think like just doing that and like you see a variety of different things on social and it's not good. Like some happy, some sad. Mm. Like I don't want to see the abandoned puppy wandering in the street. Like yeah. Yeah. for some reason it's the algorithm because I love dogs, but I, I guess, yeah. but I you get You never those. know what's going to be on that news feed. And so when you're already, your emotions are kind of already spiraling or all mm. over the place on this little roller coaster, it, the unexpected that could occur on that is a little. Oh my god! I'll be like, okay, scary. goodbye, it's phone. A intimidating. I feel like I need like a little place to put it. Yeah, I am definitely like a music person. Music is what cures everything for me. Like, I agree. My sister always makes fun of me because you know most people are getting ready and they play like their pump up, like Cardi B and you know old '90s songs. When I'm like getting ready, it's like. Can you die from a broken heart? <laughs> You're always in your feels. <laughs> and Lisa's like, are you okay? Do you want to stay home? I was like, oh, I've never felt better. Like, she's I like, doing her eyeliner. And she's like, why do you always listen to sad music? And I was like, it doesn't, I know that it's sad, but it doesn't feel sad to me. It's like validating. Like, yeah. I love yeah. to listen to songs like that because sometimes, just like how I've talked about journaling, sometimes that perfect lyric is something that I couldn't articulate. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly how I feel. Right? I was in emotion. the same exact shoes. So mm-hmm. when I have a hard time being emotional, sometimes hearing it out loud in a song or reading it in a lyric makes me like feel it. And then mm-hmm. I can kind of better move on. So that's whenever nice. I'm feeling tense, I always just like put on my little playlist mm-hmm. and listen. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. To try that. I, I've taken a page out of both of your books and I've recently started writing things down before I just like, uh, again, I'm a cancer. So I'll be like, emotions. And I have like just written it down in my notes in my phone and taken the time to like reflect on it. Even if it's like I write it and then go back to it 10 minutes later. And it's Mm. so therapeutic. Kind of like Jason with his text messages. He's literally the one. So shout out to Jason Smith. He's the one. He's the one that like last episode he said that and I'm like that's a great idea so smart yeah so it it's been really helpful sometimes I do that and then I go back to it 10 minutes later I'm like yeah no I'm gonna send that shit yeah (laughs) yeah and if you want to like never mess with a scorned Tanisha (laughs) 
I know. I don't know if that's to do with me being Pisces or just me. But yeah, when I'm mad, I'm like, no, he's going to know. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. If I feel like we've kind of just been talking about like how we've sort of dealt with our issues and mm-hmm. addressed our issues sort of internally to ourselves. How do you guys, how have you guys gone about addressing what's going on with you to the people in your circle or your loved ones? Yes. Tanisha and I both just raised our eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't even know. It's hard because I'm still navigating that myself because, like I said, like until last year, I didn't realize how bad my stuff was. Um, just being open and honest and just be like, yeah. I'm having, like like yesterday, I was super anxious and I was with Sweet Prince and I just was like, I'm just really anxious today. Mm-hmm. And like just making sure we're all on the same page and like you can't really control their reaction. All you can do is control what your your reaction and what you're saying. So I don't think there's like a, I don't know, yeah. a science to it. What do you think? I think that patience is key on both sides of the spectrum um, yeah, because as the person who is suffering, you can't expect everybody to understand it off the bat. And I think that people that don't suffer from mental health issues can't always understand it. Like, you know, I've approached people before and they've been like, and we've talked about this too, you know, life is so good. Just be happy. And it's like that. Oh, that was the answer. Okay. Just be happy. Like, Oh, (laughs) and that's just not, that's really not the right answer. Just take the time to ask like questions. I, I understand from like a significant other's perspective or family member or friend's perspective it's probably really upsetting because it's like, well, aren't I enough? And like my love and this, and it's like, it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. Let's like tackle this together. I'll, totally. I'll make sure to remain open with you and mm. try not to let it get the best of me, but please be patient with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. Patience is like huge mm-hmm. because it's, and like with the, we've said before, I don't know how to really describe it when I'm, really anxious like all I need you to do is just like be there and I'm not even asking you to fix a problem like I'm not asking necessarily your advice or what to do but just to like be there with me Mm -hmm. and yeah agreed and I think it's important for the people that are struggling with issues to not like not use them not like as your punching bag but don't use them as like your therapist I definitely did that in the past like I was like I don't need a therapist but then I was like telling my friends and significant other like all of my problems and it's like without even asking hey how are you feeling today because I assume they didn't have any issues and that's Mm. not cool so it's like that that balance to be fair like as your friend who sort of experienced some of that with you I don't think that you didn't think I didn't have any issues I just think that because of the mental health issues that you were dealing with, you were, it was so consuming what you Mm -hmm. were feeling that you didn't have the capacity to step out of it to say, oh gosh, maybe I'm putting a lot on her and I don't even know what's on her plate. Yeah, You know, I don't think that it's to say like, you assumed I didn't have anything going on in my life. I think you just were, it was like, no, it's literally like getting sucked into a tornado Mm -hmm. and you're like, I can't get out and I can't stop saying these things. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like coming out and flowing out of you because when you keep it inside for so long, it's just not good for anyone. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying taking the steps to get the help is mm. is always beneficial. Yeah. And I think like over communicating because mm-hmm. I, I can't read 
your mind. Mm. And so, like, I sort of combining, like, both what you guys were saying, like, being cognizant of the behavior when you're going through some of those things and mm-hmm. making sure like you sort of say or like request some patience from the people around you like there was a period of time where I thought you hated me because you didn't know. text me yeah and we didn't talk and hang out and I didn't know until months later that you had been going through something and to the point where I was like what happened to our friendship like I haven't seen yeah. you in like two months you know what I mean and so I wish that I, I'm this isn't about me it's not that like I you owed it to me to tell me, but it, I was like, oh gosh, like I would have liked to have offered support or been there for you, but I didn't know the extent of it. I just thought there was tension between you and I. So I think it's hard when like, like I'm not your problem when you're going through that. So it's not your first concern to be like, I should communicate this to you. You know what I mean? I think that's important to be cognizant of like also like the assumption side of it. It's like, Mm -hmm oh, she hates me and she's not talking to me. But like Mm -hmm. going out and saying like, hey, are you okay? It like goes a long way Mm -hmm. instead of, which I can... I can see how somebody would be like, oh, oh I my God. I feel like God. it would be, I'd be like, hey, like, I haven't seen you while, like, how are you? And you'd be like, good. And I'm like, okay, one word answer. And I, again, it's like, it's just the whole, yeah. don't leave room for gray area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause then I would, I feel like I would, give a little and then I'd get the one word answer and you weren't giving me a one one, an- yeah. one word answer because you were mad at me. That was just all the capacity you had to text that day. Yeah, no, literally. Good mm. and that's it. And you weren't trying to be short, but I was like, if I'm already thinking she's upset with me, now I see a short answer. I'm like, yep, that's right. Yeah. She hates me. She hates me. So I think it's really cool to hear both perspectives and then that way if someone is listening and they've sort of been either on the receiving end of it or they feel like they're in those shoes, just like, hearing you know what both people would kind of prefer like yeah offer empathy and patience and and do try to reach out just because they they might be like dealing with a lot internally at least knowing you're there whether they're ready to open up or not I think is helpful um and if you do have the energy to be able to communicate you don't have to go into every detail but just say I want you to know that like I'm going through something. It's not a reflection of you. And like when I'm ready, I will come to you, Mm -hmm. you know, type of thing. I agree. And that's where like it gets tricky too, because it's like, I am going through my stuff right now, but it doesn't give me permission to be an asshole. Cause like I've had times where I'm sure I've been an absolute asshole and it's not an excuse. And that's, and I wasn't communicating what was going on with me or I'd just be like, I'm just feeling anxious today. And it's like, okay, you're feeling anxious today. Then like, what do you need to do? Do you need to take a step back from me? So you're not an asshole to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's responsibility on that, both ends. I in don't a way. mean to be insensitive, but like that is literally my biggest pet peeve with anyone. Like I say, like my relationships with my, coworkers with my sister with anybody like my like I think the perfect example is like when not mental health but like had a shitty day at work and then come home and I'm like hey babe and it's like hey I'm like bitch I didn't do shit to you so don't be rude to me <laughs> yeah like, or say I had a terrible day I can't talk exactly right like I hate when people project things and I know that it's hard when you're dealing with mental health but again that's why I think that communication comes in and like it's just like I don't want to I'm not in the mood right now to talk but like and that may may take time too. Yeah, it takes hard. a lot of time because yeah. like learning how to communicate. Like, I mean, I was the queen of. I didn't talk about mm-hmm. my stuff ever. I remember so many times, you'd like, be like you don't talk about your stuff, and I'd be like, yeah, I do, because in my mind, mm-hmm. it was just like, well, that's my life. My life is chaos. What is there to talk about? Yeah, yeah. But then in turn, I was telling you, like, similar to Tracy, like I was telling you all my stuff, and like you would absorb my stuff in addition to yours. I know. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, also an empath, so like I just boundaries. I feel yeah, because I f- take on all everyone's energy, and it's just yeah. Like I usually like now I'm learning. I have to be careful who I'm around and like mm-hmm. what I allow in my space because I'll absorb it, and then all of a sudden I'm depressed about your problem. Well, not mm-hmm. that I'm depressed about your problem, but like I've just been in relationships where they've been in terrible places and I absorb it and suddenly I'm in a terrible place. That's all I mean by that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. No, I agree. Um, with that, I mean, do you guys have anything else to add about this subject in general, anything that you wanted to say, or do you want to move into dear TFS? Um, you have a good question. I think just, take note of your mental health and uh, try not to be ashamed to talk about it. And if you're not ready to talk about it, write about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love therapy. I would push anybody, even if you don't think you have anything going on or like, I mean, it's just good coping. Even if you are in a good place and like that was probably the time to get it. So you have like the coping skills for when the bad times come and yeah, just mm-hmm. patience with yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Don't wait to get help. I agree. Which is what I did and it just it doesn't get you anywhere so it does not um, the earlier the better and like it's it's not a pride thing like it's okay to admit that you're feeling off or you're feeling low and I think that if those emotions surface like embrace it and then feel it and and try to help yourself like move on from it Mm. rather than trying to as I do Push yeah. it down and push it down and yeah. push it down. And, and push it extra, down. like saying that extra for the males out there, because I still do think that yes. there's a huge stigma against um, or for men's mental health. Oh my God, do you remember, health. I think it was like a couple of years ago, like Kevin Love and Michael Phelps, that whole like campaign they mm-hmm. did for men's mental health that like brought me to tears. I was so happy to yeah. see that. It's we good to see. We need more of that. We need more of that. But okay. And again, this is an ongoing conversation. This is sort of, we wanted to just take a, an episode to dedicate to this as Kelsey and Tanisha are willing to be so open about it. Um, but, you know, now we can kind of, mix it in here and there or we can follow it up if you guys have questions after this episode we can do a little follow-up mm-hmm. but um to end things out we got a little dear tfs this week <laughs> okay dokie it says dear tfs i am in my mid-20s and i find myself not being able to sleep my mind is constantly racing and i am just not able to achieve happiness like i used to mm-hmm I want to share it with my circle of people and express how I feel, but can't help but feel guilty. Everyone else has so much going on and I don't want to add to their plate. What would you do or what should I do? Well, I think this is perfectly in line with everything. <laughs> Literally. We are covering. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first, Nish? Um, don't not be hard on yourself because you're constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. So you know, certain things that may not make you happy, like that used to make you happy, don't make you happy now, but that's okay. Like find other things that might make you happy. And Mm -hmm. I I think at the end of the day, it's so important to feel it. And then I think once you feel it and you can just kind of like, okay, what am I feeling right now? Where's my brain going? It'll help you articulate to the people around you. And you're never a burden looking at the camera you're never (laughs) oh oh, that one you're never a burden (laughs) 
I'm I mean, surprised she wasn't ready. I feel like she always knows where the camera's yeah, at. Yeah, right? I'm sitting in a different spot. <laughs> she always knows her angle. <laughs> no, but it's true. And I think that for me, the biggest thing is like you need to, and I think I've said this before to you guys, but you need to water yourself in order to water mm. others in order to be able to, to, you know, be your true self in your relationships and just in life. You're not going to, nothing else is going to grow if you're not growing and if you're not progressing. If you mm. stay in that terrible state, nothing's going to happen. So I definitely don't feel ashamed. I know it's a weird feeling, you know, just make sure that you're doing for them what you want them to be doing for you and ask them how they are too. You know, make sure you yeah. keep that open flow of communication. That's what you guys are there for, for yeah. each other, you know? And don't feel guilty. Like, well, I shouldn't just say don't feel guilty. Try not to feel guilty because hopefully this episode will show you that you aren't alone out there. And you probably have a few friends that might be feeling the same way that may not, you know, be ready or want to talk about it either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just, just don't be hard on yourself. That's all yeah. I can really say. Yeah. I would say like, so two parts. I think for the first part where she's talking about how she isn't able to sleep, her mind's been racing. Um, one of my like, little tricks that I do is in those moments, like I, you get so caught up and I'm like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And instead of sitting there and just ruminating in that, I'm always like, how can I make myself stop feel this way? And I ask, mm. I try to ask myself that question just to calm down that, like when those things are happening, happening, you know, um, or we've talked about apps like the calm app or, um, mm -hmm. you know, great app. Walk, doing some breath work, like to help you sleep. Like there's tricks you can do for that sort of thing just in the moment. And then when it comes to talking to your friends, um, I think like for our group of friends, like we have a big group chat. There's nine of us. We talk every single day. There's bunch of crap in there like about <laughs> social media work the weather babies like it's a little bit of everything so what I would say is don't initiate this conversation via text um mm -hmm. or like in a group message or anything like that I would um I would send them a message or like one friend when you're with them in person and just be like hey guys I know everyone is really busy but um I could really use you guys right now I would love to see who can get together this weekend um and then like like so preface it and then have an in-person conversation too because I think you want everyone's like undivided attention in moments mm, like those agreed. and not have it be in passing while everyone's at work and like brush over it a gloss over it like let them know hey like I really need you right now if like you guys ever said you need me like I'd come running you know yeah. so I think just saying like hey like I'd love to chat with you guys and then have that conversation in person, um, they'll be like very receptive. I know that th things like that have happened with our group and like, like, you know, I've talked about like, oh, I have this doctor's appointment and like m two weeks later, my friend Molly's like, how did the appointment go this morning? I'm like, how did you even remember that? Yeah. Like there's, but just like your friends will follow up with you and check in on you. And then mm. that way they can, they'll at least know about it and then they can follow up with the when they have the capacity to you're not requesting anything from them but like your friends want to support you when they can yeah. you know and like when they come to see you they'll come prepared knowing that you're ready to talk mm -hmm. I so my anxiety couldn't handle that there's no way I could text the group and be like I'm going through like depression right now like I couldn't do it for me if you're anything like me I would just like next time you have a one-on-one -on -one time, just be like, hey, so lately, like this is how I've been feeling. I mean, obviously if you need to get it out now, you can, but like, I just like, I couldn't do it. My, I'd be like sweating. I just, I'm like, and I'm very like, 
I don't, I mean, how many times have I been, you guys been like, why didn't I know that? So I'm very like one-on-one. So like, you can also wait until like one-on-one if Mm -hmm. you're anything like me, but if you're like, don't mind sharing in a group, absolutely do that. Cause Mm -hmm. like Tracy said, then your friends will know like what's going on. Yeah. As long as you're sharing in the way that you want to share, that's where it's at because then you're not keeping all of that inside of you so make sure that you communicate you are beautiful you are great and Mm -hmm. you are worthy of love so yes do it you're strong absolutely you are strong strong. (laughs) um so before we wrap this up um next week for the holiday we will not have a new episode for wah, you wah, wah, wah. <laughs> try not to cry so it'll be a great opportunity for you guys to catch up on episodes one through five if Ooh, you haven't yes. already mm. um and just you know everyone have a safe and happy fourth of july yes yes definitely and Enjoy. follow like subscribe comment uh, you can follow us on instagram at 30 flirty surviving podcast or you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast youtube or iheart yeah. thanks y'all yes all right yeah <laughs>